0: Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 1 verses 1 through 18. Now in this first half of the chapter we have the account of Samuel's parents, Elkanah his father and Hannah his mother. Hannah was childless and on their annual visit to the tabernacle she prayed for a son. 1 Samuel chapter 1 beginning at verse 1. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim, Zophim of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, If you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Let's begin our study of this first chapter of 1 Samuel with some background notes. The book of 1 Samuel takes us from the time of the judges in Israel right on until the time of the kings. In fact, Samuel is sometimes considered the last judge in Israel and the first prophet in Israel. As you know, the days of the judges were not the greatest days in Israel's history. The fact that Israel did not fully drive out the Canaanites from the land during the conquest under Joshua led to the dark days of the judges. It's against this background then, near the end of the period of the judges, that Samuel is born and as a result, the course of the nation of Israel is changed. Samuel turns the heart of the nation Back to the Lord. Now we see from the first few verses here that Elkanah, Samuel's father, was a polygamist. He had two wives, Peninnah and Hannah. Polygamy, remember, was practiced in the Old Testament, all the way back to the time of the patriarchs. This does not mean that God condoned polygamy. No way. From the beginning, God's design and direction was for one man and one woman in marriage for life. But polygamy was practiced and allowed in the Old Testament. At the time of Samuel, the tabernacle was in Shiloh. Remember, the temple in Jerusalem was not yet built. That came later at the time of King Solomon. So every year, in accordance with the law, godly Jews would come up to the tabernacle at Shiloh. It was on the occasion of one of their annual visits to the tabernacle that Hannah prayed for a son and God answered her prayer. You know, not to have children was quite a stigma in those days for a woman. In fact, to be childless at that time was thought to be out of favor with God. Well, there's some background for this first half of 1 Samuel chapter 1. Let's move now to our doctrinal or teaching points. In other words, what is the Bible teaching us here? Doctrinal point number one, God works through all kinds of situations. God works through all kinds of situations. There's no doubt, as we see when we read through this chapter, that God was at work to accomplish his purposes. God was going to raise up a unique leader in Israel, Samuel the prophet, to lead his people out of the dark days of the judges, and into the time of the United Kingdom of Israel. But notice the most unlikely set of circumstances through which God works to accomplish his purposes. Hannah is barren. Not much hope there. In fact, we read in verses 5 and 6 that God had closed her womb. And then Elkanah is a polygamist. Would God work through a situation like this? Answer, yes. God can work through all kinds of situations. Just because God had Samuel born to a polygamist father does not mean that God condoned polygamy. No. And it doesn't mean that Samuel couldn't be fully qualified to be a man of God. We need to remember this. God can work through all kinds of situations. In fact, he does. Illustration. You know, one reason I'm in the Lord's work full time today is because of a very unpleasant situation that occurred when I was in secular employment years ago. As most of you know, before Emmaus Bible College and seminary, I was a research scientist. I loved my job. But it so happened that someone began to take my ideas and not give me credit for these ideas. This person was taking all the credit for himself. Will God use this unpleasant situation to cause me to be open to the possibility of full-time Christian work? Well, maybe you're in a very difficult situation right now, or maybe you're facing a very complicated set of circumstances. Listen, trust the Lord. Read 1 Samuel chapter 1. God works through all kinds of situations. Doctrine point number two, God works through all kinds of people. God works through all kinds of people. Peninnah, the other wife, was not very nice to Hannah, was she? Look at verses 6 and 7 once again. And Hannah's rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when Hannah went up to the house of the Lord that Peninnah provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. This was wrong. But God used Peninnah, in spite of her wrongdoing, to accomplish his purposes. Most likely, Hannah would never have vowed to give up her child to the Lord as a Nazarite if it wasn't for the constant harassment of Peninnah. Look at verse 11 once again. Then Hannah made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. That's the Nazarite vow there. God works through all kinds of people. And then there was Eli, the high priest. He misread Hannah's character at first, verse 14, thought she was drunk. He did not discipline his sons. You can read about that in chapter 2. And yet Eli was open to letting little Samuel live and serve at the tabernacle. I mean, the average priest would probably have told Hannah to take her child home. Hey, listen, lady, this tabernacle is the house of God. We have important work to do here. This is not a nursery or a preschool. We don't need any little kids running around here tripping over the holy objects. But Eli was different. Eli was open to letting Samuel live at the tabernacle. God works through all kinds of people. The same is certainly true today. There will be all kinds of different people that God brings across your path in life. Rivals like Peninnah, who harass you and provoke you. Different from the norm people like Eli, people who will strengthen you, people who will step on you, but God is in control. A great lesson from 1 Samuel chapter 1, God works through all kinds of people. Now let's look at some further practical application from this portion of God's word. Practical application number one, husbands, try to be sensitive to your wife's feelings. Husbands, try to be sensitive to your wives' feelings. Although Elkanah had two wives, he was basically a good husband. And he faithfully took his family up to the house of the Lord every year in accordance with the law. Look there at verse 3. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. But Elkanah was not a very sensitive husband. Look at verse 8. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? That was not exactly the right comment to make to Hannah at this point. I mean, she was feeling bad because she had no children. And he has the audacity to say, hey, look at me. Am I not better than ten sons? You know, I'm surprised the text doesn't say at this point, and Hannah took up a clay jar and threw it at him. Anyway, it doesn't say that. Uh, Godly Hannah. Now, no husband here this morning would ever make an insensitive comment to your wife like Elkanah made to Hannah. I don't see any hands. Maybe I should ask the wives. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, we husbands do make insensitive statements like that. And my wife could give you many examples. I'm glad she's not here, ready to tell you. Husbands, try to be sensitive to your wives' feelings. Now, it looks like Elkanah improved somewhat in this area. Because when Samuel was born, he encouraged Hannah to carry out her vow. As we'll see in the second half of the chapter. Husbands, we too need to improve in the area of sensitivity to our wives. So husbands, Try to be sensitive to your wife's feelings. Practical application number two. Don't be surprised if people misread your actions. Don't be surprised if people misread your actions. We see in verse 14 that Eli thought Hannah was drunk, but Hannah was not drunk. She was praying fervently, but Eli misread her actions. Did you ever have people misread your actions? Illustration. Because of teaching and preaching, I have to spend a lot of time at my desk preparing. I don't know how many times people have said to me, hey, what do you do all day sitting at your desk? In other words, you can't be working. You must be daydreaming or something. To them, I'm only working when I'm up front actually preaching and teaching. They don't understand preparation. They misread your actions. Well, what do you do if people misread your actions? You do two things. Number one, like Hannah, if you get a chance, you explain your actions. Hannah, when given the chance, explain to Eli, no, I'm not drunk. I'm praying for a child. And number two, don't be surprised that this happens. Don't be surprised that this happens. In fact, expect it. It goes with the territory. Don't be surprised if people misread your actions.